Friday, September 16th. Actually, it's 15th. Sorry. I'm looking at the calendar. We've already, I forget on the East Coast, you always flip into the morning. Whenever I get out here, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're kind of almost like a day ahead, so to speak. It's pretty cool. But yeah. So, and that's where I am at. It's on the East Coast for right now. And will be for a while as we go through this weekend here. And then we head over to, we all start to gather at Bards Fest coming up next week at Flemingsburg, which is going to be awesome. So if you haven't got your tickets and you want to head over there and do that, remember it's a donation-based event. So you you give what you feel. We recommend a donation of $100 for the three days. There's been some questions about um, 
I can become for one day. And it's just like, hey, get what you feel. That's what I'm saying. So that's how we, no one's going to be denied. And that's the most important thing. And we've had some really beautiful gifts given to make sure everybody is covered, which I always deeply appreciative of. And that's, you know, there's no VIP slots. You don't get to have a special green room access because you spend $650 on a VIP ticket or whatever. Oh, gosh, I hate that stuff. It's so dumb. We're just like brothers and sisters in Christ enjoying that moment of the Holy Spirit and going to just bring the, shake the heavens and shake the earth. That's what we're going to do. Patriots, one thing that's very real, obviously, in financial issues is that they are shaking this financial system. The dollar is collapsing, which is hard to see, but it's true. They're doing everything they can to pill for every last dime out of this economy, and the ultimate victim is going to be you and myself, except I don't, I don't do 401ks and IRAs, so I'm safe. But it's always going to affect us. But if you do have retirement savings, it's important to take care of it and protect it in this time. So do do that. Do a good thing. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That'll take you right on over there. Well, actually, it'll get you a packet from Birch Gold. And these folks are top-notch. They've been with Mars Nation for over a year, taking care of people, making sure their retirement savings are well-protected in this time, getting you into gold-backed precious metals or just even precious metals-backed tax-deferred IRAs. They've got a whole bunch of stuff to t- tell you about. They're a great outfit, so check them out. Start with getting informed. And you do that by typing in BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and texting texting it to 989898. And the folks, folks at Birch Gold will be able to take care of you. So check that out today. It's good. You know, I want to talk a little bit about listening and talking to God tonight. I've just had an amazing last few days, which I talked about on the previous show, and I'm going to recap some of it again here tonight. But it's really just about listening to him. And as the more we listen to him, the more that we start to, we start getting the confirmations. Then what we're doing is we're getting the, the understanding of how God speaks to us, which I think is really powerful. We have so many great things going on in this community. Uh, but I want to read, start tonight with something that was sent to me a bit earlier. Give me a second to bring it up. But... Um, this was a testimony of somebody that we prayed for. And I, I always think it's important that we look at these because we had prayed for someone's mom. And this is Brian Heathcott. Um, and he said that his, his mom, is her, she was 58 years old, and we prayed for her. She had a lot of ailments going on. And so this is what he wrote. And this was, we just prayed on them last week, I believe. I just want to thank everyone who is part of Bard's Nation, and especially you, Scott. You prayed for my mother, Sandy, a few weeks ago on Coffee and Jesus. I I stopped over to see her tonight, and she's doing much better. She was up walking around for long periods of time. She'd put weight on, and she was smiling again. She'd even been able to drive and run errands. She heard your prayer and wants to thank you and everyone who prayed for her. God is great, and all things are truly are possible through Jesus. She said she feels so blessed. God bless Bard's nation. I see all of you as my real, as my family, and it's the best family anyone could ask for. Thank you, Scott. Well, God bless you, 
Brian. It's really awesome. I think it's really important to just take a step back and really realize and honor the trust that's being given when we do prayers. And as we're doing prayers, we're talking to God. And as we talk to God, we're showing again and again that he's listening. A lot of the power of prayer and healing is also the state of our heart, what we bring in. And I've become really deep into this lately. Um, and the walk that I've had in life, it's, it's been an interesting one. And I've had a lot of time to reflect on that. And for me, it's extremely humbling because before I really knew God, he was guiding my steps and preparing me for a time that he knew would come or at least was expecting I'd decide the right thing, and I did. And that's really where we are where for myself, where I am today, as I reflect back on the walk of eyes opening of various things and collecting these these amounts of information that suddenly arrive at a point in your life and everything starts to weave together. And you're like, wow, God, thanks. I'm glad I had that experience because now I can understand this or I see that and it starts to open our lives. That's all about learning to hear him. And then as we get to that point as we're hearing him, abiding in him. This last week was the trip out here to Boone, North Carolina. Truly powerful. Probably one of the more interesting trips I've had in my life, which doesn't surprise me because I think the Holy Spirit is just one of those places we go that just never stops amazing, leaving us amazed. And from the moment I left, when it was really gearing up to go and then really coming to the understanding that there was some serious warfare going on to make this trip either not happen or cause me irrevocable harm. The trusting in God just was there from the beginning. And, and as things were unfolding, I, and I would mean this sincerely, I never had, there was no stress. It was just like, okay, Lord, how are we going to deal with this? And I'd have to say from, the, from a lot of the things I've done in my life, and, and I've d- done a lot, it was one of those places where I didn't even have to think about that. And I, I'm, I'm saying this with a, a real happy heart because I didn't have to go through the process of like, okay, now let me put this over on God. It was just the walk, knowing that, sure, I'm gonna, we're going to incite some craziness with Bard's Fest. We're going to be, because we're doing the right thing, we're going to open up the resistance from the enemy because they don't like events like that and it's going to happen on multiple domains. But I think it also goes to this place as we've, as you're talking to God and you're abiding in him, are you also keeping your armor up? This is a real war. It just doesn't look like one that you see in Hollywood, but it's as real as ever. Along the way, I had, it was coming out of Wyoming and going into Wyoming was something else because I took a path I haven't taken. It took me up to Pocatello, and then it cut me down through into some of, into Wyoming and some of the most beautiful parts of Wyoming. And Wyoming is a very special state in my heart. I don't and I, I don't really have any experience there other than the earth, the colors, the expansive skies, um, 
I I'm, I have a, a heart for Wyoming more than I do Montana, and my and my dad's side of the family was in Montana. But it was amazing just driving in this country, and looking where I and I actually checked it on mileage. I was looking out down at one road. I mean, the highway is going straight ahead of me at one point, and I could see from where I was, and I marked the point on my visual plane of where I was seeing too. And when I clocked it, it was eight almost nine miles of straight shot you could see down that highway and nothing was out I mean nothing around but just the highway and then the beautiful skies so this was a really open drive and I was enjoying it and was I just kept feeling this thing of like you need to make a call I was called to a friend of mine that we had a call recently it didn't go real well but I I mean I love him to death and I just I, he was going through some hard times and Again, and God's like, make the call. So, and I, I'm enjoying the scenery. I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm just kind of cruising here. I'm enjoying the scenery, but okay, I'll make the call. And I don't think it could have been in a better place to make the call. And again, that's God doing what he does. And this call comes through and it's just a crank conversation with somebody who I really do, truly do love. He's a close, close friend of mine, like a brother. And to hear how much transformation God has done in his heart just in the last three weeks, maybe maybe four, it was just amazing. And he loves Wyoming, and I'd forgotten about that. And he loves where I was at. And so here I am driving in a place that we were talking about was outside, and it was just adding yet even another layer of just joy to his heart. God just does amazing things and uses us in ways that we don't understand. But it's the abiding that I think is just so important and so powerful. Let me just take a pause here real quick to call out our other sponsor. And really important because we know food is a weapon system. Even though, you know, as I'm driving across country right now and I'm seeing all the production of cattle and food, they're still trying to make food a, a weapon system by shutting down farming where they can destroying food processing plants, driving up the prices so food becomes inaccessible, ultimately hoping leading to riots and all these sorts of things. I mean, these are just evil people we're dealing with. So you need to be prepared. You need to have a really solid food preparation strategy. And to do that, part of that needs to be long-term storage food, emergency food. And frankly, there's no better place to get it than My Patriot Supply. So right now, they have an offer going on with their three-month emergency food kit. If you type in preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, $200 off on these units. It's just fantastic sale. They're incredible products. They 2,000 calories a day. All the food tastes good. Multiple things you need in it for, for variety in meals. 25-plus years shelf life. Great product. So head on over to, to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, and check it out. You should get one of these kits for every member of your family, and it's just insurance and peace of mind is what you're buying. Hopefully, we don't have to get to that point, but you never know. We are in a crazy world. So again, preparewithbards.com. Okay, so, you know, as we abide in God, we start to, and we are listening, and we're seeing witness to what he does, we really start to appreciate just the beauty of our lives are and I would say even the how much greater they can be in him. There was and there's these linkages that go on all through this trip. Um, 
when I met with the, when I got to R- Riverton, which is where Kifaro, Kifaro is, and it's, they make backpacks, great company, going to say it again, just, I mean, just incredible customer service. And they had, you know, if you heard the previous show, um, as I'm talking to the customer service person, because I wasn't going to make it on time before their showroom closed, she took my whole order and, and had it waiting for me at her house, told me where to go. I pulled in. I mean, this, the levels of trust on things like that is just amazing. And in the conversation we had, it was very, it was short. And just, I thanked her. We were having some small talk. She says, and her name's Amy, by the way. And so if you're going to buy from Kifaro, ask for Amy. She's awesome. Um, and in what she said to me, we were talking about, it just happened. I don't know how it came up. Something about woke culture and how there in Riverton and in Wyoming, people are just kind of like, look, live as you live, but don't push it down our throat. We don't want anything to do with that. And she made the comment, you know, we have to love the sinner, but hate the sin. And that theme unbelievably came up throughout the trip, came up in a call with Brad Cummings 24 hours later. It came up in a conversation I had today with Don Cox when I arrived here. And it's just really profound how, and when she said it, the word stuck with me. So what is that? And again, I think that's God working in ways to draw our attention to things that are important and a, a bigger story that evolves. And I pay a lot of attention to these sort of patterns. That's what I've always done. And I believe God speaks that way. And at least in my life, I know God speaks that way in patterns. So he's going to bring up something and I'm going to expect to hear more about it somewhere else. And it's going to come through another person. I think that's a big deal is as we start to hear the words of God, there'll be things that we we perk up to like that. Was that God speaking out of her mouth? I don't know, but I know that the words were important for me to hear and are highlighted just like someone, it's like if I could light them up in my head when I heard them and they were spoken, you just feel the nudge of God going, pay attention. And so I did. And it became important throughout the trip. The, the process though of getting to know him and it is, and I say this because I get people talking, asking questions. And I also have the amazing testimonies of people talking about what they, they've, how they've come to know God and, I, and, and come to have the conversations with Father. And, I, and that is so foreign to the, American, the great American religious enterprise. And yet it is so native to the, what we're supposed to be doing. And it's wonderful. And I, I'm at a point in the trip where I was just quiet and we were just enjoying it. And I said, you know, I, I told father, I said, you know, there's just things about this trip that I would just, I, I just enjoy having small talk conversations with you. It doesn't have to always be big stuff. And those are the, it's just that experience of being, having that interaction that just fills our lives more fully. At a certain point along the trip, and one of the things that was really amazing, which is again another layer of of conversation, and but it was it was the sunrises. And I there was leaving Oregon sunrise, um, going across Nebraska sunrise, arriving here sunrise, 
And this trip, even though this trip was shifted by virtue of the, you know, basically the, the loss of water, which I'm calling the attack on my cattle by Satan himself, before I left, the timing of the trip was perfect, every aspect of it. The arrival, even coming in through Tennessee today, there's, I missed all the peak traffic points all the way through that. And the sunrises were there, and the sunrises got better each day. Really powerful. And so the one that this morning, the one was just amazing, um, coming into the, the Appalachia Mountains. There's a language in that. And, and it isn't like it's specific necessarily. Some people will, will see things in clouds. They see the message. I had people share photos of those, and, I, and it, many times that doesn't resonate with me. But it, the important part is that they're, they're seeing a message, and they know it in their heart that that's how God's speaking to them. And that's what I think is so amazing is when we start to realize how God speaks, it's not all the same. Some people hear his voice. Sometimes I hear God's voice. Other times it's the impressions. And one thing I know the way God speaks with me is that he'll put something on my heart and I'll start talking it. So imagine, I mean, it's like he puts a, a, a zip file, essentially. That's how I like to imagine it. He puts a zip file of, of something, of an idea, a word, a, a phrase, a sentence. And as I start talking, it's like this zip file opens up and the message gets so much more, it's so much richer when I start to share it with somebody else or share it here on the show. And there's a, um, and I'm always double checking, like, okay, is that me or is that God? Is that me expanding or is that God? And that's just the way I've learned that God works with me is that it's in the interaction with what, what is given as a word that the full message opens up because it's so many planes and levels of it that it doesn't just fit into one tiny little zip file. But the zip file is the seed that opens up this huge growth of information. Along the trip, there was a message sent to me, a voicemail in a, in a voice text, I should say, within the group, that uh, one of the groups that I'm in, and we share stuff each day. And there is just so much um, going on in our government that's so dark. And this was about that. It was a, somebody who works down on the border and they had confiscated a phone. And on the phone, they found images of a boy and a girl. They were in underwear and they had been duct taped to a wall. And they were basically, this was, you know, like selling children pedophilia level stuff. So he brought it to the attention of one of his supervisors. And effectively, they blew it off. They said it was a non-issue. And his comment back was, people working in these different agencies in the government, including the military, they are all slaves. And he just said, I don't know what they're slaves to, but they're slaves. Slaves to their pension, slaves to their salary, slaves. And they're not thinking. And I took that to father. The word slaves, when it came out, it just hit me. I'm like, okay, that's, I need to take this. So I did. I took it to father. I said, father, what are we going to do about this? And sometimes when you ask in a prayer, you don't get a response right away. Well, I got a response right away. And the Lord said, it's, 
our father says, listen, he says, you're fighting in the wrong plane. You keep trying to fight the physical, but this is a spiritual war first. He says, I, I know you've seen the Lord of the Rings. And I said, yes, I have, Father. And he said, and you also know the people have searched the maps that Tolkien did to try to find the locations here on earth to prove whether that was a just either to say like it was a true fiction or was there something real to it? And he said, and they'll never find that because that's not where it took place. Stories like that are taking place and as an example in the spiritual realm all the time. That's the type of warfare that's going on. He said, these people are slaves because they're being captured in the, in the spiritual realms. And you're trying to fight that on a physical level. You need to be waging war to break fortresses down in the spiritual plane. This is an extension of a way we look at prayer even, but it's important because what's important about this is that we have, we're very physical oriented. And if there's one thing on this trip that has come out time and again is we are spirit first, physical second. This physical is very important. Not like the Gnostics who try to argue somehow that the, the body was nothing and the spirit was everything. But the priorities of issues is that we are here as spirit first and physical second. But unfortunately, in this material world that we're in, we end up inverting. Everything we do is a spell cast. And I really have to emphasize this because this is something that as I'm talking to the Lord, I'm realizing how we are not only spell casting against ourselves, we're being given the tools to spell cast and put in agreement, giving our enemy greater authority. A doctor isn't trained in spell casting. A doctor is trained in diagnosis. But a doctor is trained to do that diagnosis with machines that will give a determinate outcome. And that outcome is going to be putting them in the place of God. Example, you have cancer. You have four months to live. And we say, I have cancer. I have four months to live. And you are in agreement. And in doing so, you've spellcasted yourself. The doctor doesn't necessarily even know these spellcasting. As a matter of fact, I'd argue that most don't. But it's nonetheless a function of the way they're trained, which is very dark in that sense. And spellcasting becomes part of their normal ritual. We accept that. And the minute we accept that diagnosis, then we've spellcasted on ourselves. So the message the Father was putting out was very clear is that we need to be waging a greater war in the spiritual realm. A war where, quite literally, we are not using the weapons of the flesh, but we are using the weapons of the spirit to break down fortresses. And it begins to explain a lot of things around our world of why we're seeing such manifestation of woke, why we're seeing such manifestation of the LGBTQ agenda, because the demons are running wild in the, in the spiritual realms, and we're not waging war appropriately with them to break the stronghold and help set these people free. We do have culpability in this fight. And that just keeps coming out again and again. And the way we get through this is truly a place of us abiding in him. And that also means talking to him, getting to know God. And we start to appreciate as, we are, as he's giving us the blessings in this community, as we see the response to prayer and we see the actual testimonies of, of miracles. I mean, that's miracles. 
Well, just what I went through in this last week was miracles. But we don't look at it like that. I mean, if we talk about miracles, it's like we want to see the heavens open and we want to see water pour out or fire pour out and we want to see people on chariots and we want to see spears being thrown by or arrows being shot by God's armies. That's all good for Hollywood. But as we abide in him, as we get to know him, the miracles are literally everywhere. The miracle this week, from the cows to my meeting at Kafaro to the, the trip out to the arrival at a perfect time, those are miracles. And all the meeting that ensues from that and the relationships that that meant and the, all the connectors that happened of things that randomly were going about in my life that all coalesced three critical things in the last, over this last week. Those are miracles. And they'd be worthy of great I mean, writers of another area. They would write it as that. And so again, as we're abiding in him and we're starting to realize what's provided, we're, we're talking to the miracle God, the living God. We're talking to that. And he's listening. And he's responding in many ways that he does. And as we separate ourselves from the selfish needs of things and we start to place our prayers onto the greater things and help to help others, we equally are gaining a wealth and a knowledge and a strength and a wisdom and an insight to all the things of how heaven works. And they're important. And it's going to get more so as we go down the road here. I don't know how you approach your day. But it's if you're not asking God questions and if you're not having conversations with him and if you're not asking him to step, have a seat at the table, if you're not encouraging him to dine, if you're not out here opening up the door to God so he can talk to you, sometimes you're going to talk and you're not going to hear anything. That's okay. It's part of a process. And Quite, I think the wisest thing that was told me is when God says nothing is usually when he's the closest. And that's when he, he's wanting to be close to you. When we look across everything going on in our nation and we see all these manifestations of the craziness, imagine a country that would pause for a moment. It doesn't have to be everybody, but everybody strongly walking in faith and seeking out these, the greater works and we literally did pray together on single targets. Imagine what that would do to fortresses. You'd tear them down. And that's the type of warfare like God showed me. It's like, you're not fighting that way. You're individually fighting. I mean, closest we get are the prayers we do on the weekend, which is great. But you're not fighting that way. Which, by the way, there's going to be, I'm going to do a, Pay attention to what goes on this weekend. You're going to have to kind of do it on the fly. We're going to do the Sunday prayer. I forgot to mention this at the beginning. We're going to do the Sunday prayer show. But we're going to do it. I don't know if we're going to do it in what specific time. And then it has to do with the training I'm going through this weekend. I don't know what time our training starts on Sunday. So, And I'm on the East Coast, obviously. So we're going to have to flex a little bit. And I, I'll, I may throw a show up tomorrow uh, morning or tomorrow evening. So take a look for that, just to kind of catch up on some stuff, since I didn't do many shows this week, and just some thoughts on things. So pay attention to those. I can't tell you specific times, because I don't really know my schedule, and to be very honest, after 22 hours of straight driving in one block, a total of 
a day and 16 hours, I think was the total time in the end. I'm even feeling it tonight. I'm going to have to get some sleep, and I don't know what my sleep schedule is going to be like, but I know that that's taking priority. All that said, and all tonight's show said, for a real just dark, dark, or not dark, but deep reason, our Father wants to talk to us. He wants to share our lives. He wants to be with us, be part of us. And we'd be fools not to open that door. When we're praying for things, we don't need to see the results, but we were, he's gifting us these testimonies so that we can see the results. And it's amazing the things that are happening. When we're having a conversation with him, if you're not hearing from him, ask him why. Invite him in. Spend some time just having that. And some of you do. I'm not, I'm not saying this is not a, for myself, it's not an either or, you're doing it, I'm not. It's also a reminder of the access we have, of the desire that our Father has, and that all of us can do better in terms of building that conversation. Because ultimately, what we've pivoted on in our great illusion here is that everything we've done, we've inverted and put the flesh first and not the spirit. We live in a material world. We live in a commodified world. We live in a world where everything has a price and a ticket and some aspect of labor to acquire it. And we end up worshiping that structure rather than worshiping God. As we put him first in all things, this world starts to really look very different very quickly. And in that process, as we do that, we're getting to know him in a deeper, more profound way. So I don't know where this hits you tonight. But I know that this last week for me, all the way to the last, before I got here, pushed me deeper into him. When I watched the trip pivot 36 hours, and I got going on it, God made it clear that this was a mission I had to complete. And that meant I knew at a certain point a measure of driving straight through that was going to literally suck. And there were moments that it really was <laughs> tough. Like, like, you know, you say, embrace the suck. And to find myself in a place where not only did I trust in him, but I was reaching to him to tell him, I can't do this without you. And so and I mentioned this in the previous show. I, at that point, it was yesterday. It would, well, it would have been Friday morning around 1 a.m. or so. And I'm praying to get, like, praying for re-energizing, like, you know, get, the, get me a new Duracell or something. And closed my eyes. I was pulled over, obviously, not driving. Bad idea. If you try to sleep and you drive. I thought about it a couple of times, figured the Holy Spirit might take care of me, but wasn't really ready to jump off that ship and try that one out because that's just not, that takes a, if, if that's a lack of faith, then I own that one, but that's good. So the, as we, as we're, I'm taking this rest and I get bolted literally with an electric voltage of the Holy Spirit voltage, it snaps me awake. And I feel rejuvenated somewhat, but I'm still a little groggy. 
And so I took a stop by, get some, got some gas and picked up a few more things. And I was going to get some coffee and, and God's like, get some energy drinks. Now, I hate energy drinks, I want to tell you. I used to drink them a lot. I can't stand them now. And I was like, mm, wasn't sure. And he's like, again, he's like, get some energy drinks. And I say this because it proved to be super important on what, what part of the trip transpired. Because it, at that point, I had six hours to drive in the dark of night, still moving through Kentucky and, and had gone out of Missouri. And those energy drinks were, were short-lived, but they were critical to keep me alert and focused to get me to the home plate. The bigger part of all of this is when we do these things with the Lord and we hit these walls, because that was a big question last night is, can I even get this done? Because getting here, even though I arrived, our original scheduled time was nine and I, had, and I scheduled, I told Don I was gonna be late. It all worked out perfectly. In fact, better than we had planned. But you don't know that when you start. You don't know the reward or if there's going to be one. For me, there was a massive reward. The gift given to me today was a relationship, a friendship that I've started with somebody who's truly walks in the Holy Spirit. A friendship and a brother that somebody who wants to teach me coffee from somebody who sees coffee as an instrument to bring kingdom into people's hearts. It's rare. And that was part of the bigger gift in abiding, but it had to have some suck to go through it. And part of that suck even was drinking energy drinks. I hate them. But God's like, like get them, knock it off. When we start to understand that there's times that we're not going to like everything we're asked to do, and we're opening ourselves up to listen to God and how he will speak to us, we're really hitting that perfect groove of what it is to really to be in pursuit of Jesus. And I can't think of a greater way to walk in this world than that. There is a time not too far out that there's going to be yet more threshing and we're far from this being over. We're witnessing the unveiling and revealing of all the darkness in our government, the people that are involved in affairs. We're seeing the liars, the cheats, people trying to cover their backside because of political desires, not wanting to tell you the truth. And it's going to be those that are walking in the Holy Spirit, those that are walking with the conversations with God that are going to be able to bring the wisdom that's needed for a nation. And that's not going to be small. And it's not going to be easy for many people. But the thing that most people don't get, I, I, maybe that's too big of a statement. I have to, it's not it's too big of a, a generalization. I would say that a lot of the churches fail to teach. Is that our God is merciful before he's vengeful. And he's not a vengeful God. He may be a God of wrath at certain points, but he truly loves his children. And the, one of the highest orders of compliment to him is when we spend time talking to him and with him and hearing those exchanges. 
and growing from them and gaining the wisdom. Those are powerful things. So at the end of a trip like this, one of the other big gifts is that you did it against the odds, against the, the fight of trying to go to sleep instead of staying awake, against the night, against the day, over these, these conquering things that you do. And it's your quiet little, I'm an overcomer reminder that doesn't ever leave you because it's yours. It's in your heart. And the best part about it is you shared it with our Father and with Jesus. Thoughts for the night, patriots. Let's pray. Father, we're very humbled tonight, just relaxing and reflecting on so much that's ahead and so much that has passed. And truly thank you for an amazing experience, an amazing time with you. And, I, and my prayer is just that these experiences are opened up to anybody that seeks you. And while I know it, it's true that that's it's a kind of a given, the prayer is more than that. The prayer is to put that opportunity before people and let that be the transforming power and agent of leading them back to Christ. So thank you, Father. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for the blessings given. Thank you for the protection offered. And may that extend to everybody traveling to Bart's Fest in these coming days. Guide us, protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, tonight we're going to play a little bit of music afterwards. Not as much as normal. Really tired tonight. And I don't mean to be rude, but it's just one of those things. But it was a great week. It's worth your time, if you can make the time, to travel in this country by car. To open those doors up for God to share it with you and just letting all that transform your heart. Because he's doing it and it's amazing what's happening. All right, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, keep your heads up for shows tomorrow and Sunday. I'll try to get that out on Telegram as soon as I decide what's going to happen. So until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something, I just want to breathe again, dive into the deepest dead, oh.